because I'm too scared. Oh yeah, there's that I'm feeling too scared of, of being. What do you call it? Yeah, like I don't wanna. I don't want them to see me as nagging. Yes, yes. What I find <laughs> annoying, they don't find annoying, and then I end up being the annoying one. It's pronounced curhat. It's an Indonesian term. It literally means rambling about your feelings. So enjoy our curhat. I don't know why I'm so excited. We're about to talk about something so sensitive. Yep, yep. Okay, I'm already recording. Let's get ready to unpack this and be emotional over it. Yes, let's get to it. I don't know why I'm so excited. It, 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 it's good. It's good. I'm kind of nervous, but I'm glad you're excited. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It's just like, oh, it's such a juicy topic, and I have a good week or had having a good week. Wait, <laughs> for some reason, I'm suddenly blanking. Do we say when we should have first and introduce ourselves first? Hello, guys. <laughs> we haven't done this in a while. Um, this is when we should have. I'm Clar. I'm Nap. Hello, and... people. And today we are gonna talk about how much we like pleasing people. Okay, okay. <laughs> the topic is people pleasing. That is so Clark. Come on, that is so. I know. Mis- <laughs> it could be so misleading. We love pleasing people in what way? No, no, no. I'm not, I'm not, I mean, I love being pleased. Okay, no. That's a whole other episode. That's yeah, a whole other a whole, episode. We don't mean in that way. Well, maybe we do. Um. <laughs> what? What is this? Are you people pleaser? All right, people pleaser, you guys, people pleaser. No, we just we both just really are in constant fear of people disliking us. Maybe let's start with like what we think as people pleasing. You know, like when I said that, because like this started as a casual, as per usual, casual conversation, right? So, but what 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 is it that you do that makes you think that you're a people pleaser? Uh, I I know I know I'm a people pleaser because I always put myself last. Because in any situation, I always think of other people first. Like I always think about, okay, what's gonna help them first, and I always focus on what's preventing anything that's gonna upset them rather than thinking about what's gonna upset me. So it's always like, all right, make sure other people are happy first, and then take care of me. Oh, even though when you say something or do something, it's not based on your preference or what you actually think yeah yeah so yeah so like for example in a restaurant i don't really um voice what i want to eat i always think about okay what do they want to eat first like oh, i don't want to really? suddenly i don't want to suggest something that other people don't want and then make them uncomfortable but like uh, feeling the need to meet my needs and oh. so i don't really present my choice i always make sure other people get their choice first oh, so you're like prioritizing other yeah. people okay I, I think in some ways I've also done that. But for me, it's more like a fear of coming off as mean. And then because if, if I come off as mean, people might not like me. And then like, I don't like that idea very much. You know, when people, oh, they don't like me or like mm-hmm. they diss me, all those um, disapproval. That's what I was trying to yeah. avoid when I'm acting like when I say that I'm a people pleaser. I think if you're Indonesian, you would know this. Um, the term is enakan. Uh, yeah. You know, you know, you know, enakan. So it's like uh, we feel there is this excessive amount of feeling bad towards like being um, assertive or being direct. <laughs> That's definitely me. Like 
it took me I'm much more assertive and direct now but I think it took me a while to say just like advocate for what I want being direct about what I need or what I enjoy like it took me a while to be comfortable even with that you know yeah it's the uncomfortableness of saying what you want and doing what you want or asserting something maybe you know like (laughs) I prefer this or we don't actually like I don't actually like something but you know usually I just don't voice it (laughs) back then yeah like what you said earlier I don't like confrontations when for example what I want is something that goes again with something else someone else wants like if you're living with someone and like uh, the living preferences just doesn't match and and like for example you want someone to like do the dishes right away but they don't do the dishes right away I don't like I wouldn't voice it because I'm like okay I don't how want do to you say it thing. how did you say it then when you're a awfully people pleaser and how do you how would you say it now <laughs> I mean now I would just say it because it's uh, no big deal uh, like why would they be upset if I'm like hey can you please do the dishes mm-hmm. if you do it like politely and just be straightforward about it it's fine but back then instead of confronting them I would do the dishes oh my goodness also you wouldn't actually say anything at all no yeah because oh. I'm too scared oh yeah there's that I'm feeling scared of, of being what do you call it yeah like I don't want to I don't want them to see me as nagging yes yes <laughs> what I find annoying they don't find annoying and then I end up being the annoying one yeah you know there's I think a part of being a people pleaser at least you know historically is that fear of coming off as annoying or mean um what was I gonna oh so like whatever like before saying anything that fear kind of dominate right my actions that fear of like I don't want to be annoying because like everything that I do that is too confrontational or that I deem too upfront or too direct would Mm -hmm. remind me that oh be careful you might come off as annoying I don't think everyone feels a similar level uh, sorry similar degree of this fear (laughs) like I wonder if you analyze it Clara as to like where it comes where that fear comes from because I analyze mine I think I tried to make the yes, connect, yes. connect with the dots. <laughs> I mean, we talked about it. I connected the dots about like, yeah, this definitely has something to do with what happened when I was a teenager. Uh, you should start. You start. Okay. okay. <laughs> um, so I so I was like just thinking about it, and then I wrote some notes as I usually do, and I divided it into two categories. One is self-esteem issues, and the other is abandonment issues. Can you help me understand? <laughs> Unpack. <laughs> so. I think what when I really started people pleasing or being like really scared of people disliking me is because of the abandonment issues or I start holding back what I want to say or what I want to do mostly because I'm scared of being annoying and this is because it has been proven before that I was annoying so it's not just irrational fear okay when you say proven you mean like people think you're annoying yeah yeah like there was a case where people left me because I was annoying so having that happened made me realize okay so it is a possibility so it's a very rational fear at that point where it's like, okay, I get to really pay attention to what I say and what I do. So you don't so get left was, again mm-hmm. because of annoy- being annoying. Yeah, because granted, this was in middle school, like, or sixth grade, sixth grade, and then again in seventh grade, and then again in eighth grade. Um, oh, no. God, oh my God. No, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Okay. Teenage is like dark period, you know? <laughs> no, no, no. I've, 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 I've like talked through this in therapy. It's fine. Um <laughs> Now I bring it online. <laughs> okay, so I think back then I really didn't, I wasn't a very considerate person, or at least I didn't really think about how my words affect people or how much, how mm. I, I didn't really think of other people back then. It was just me 
wallowing in self-pity and being self-conscious because this is also the period of time where I was dealing with parents' divorce. I think the parents' divorce made me annoying because I was just sad and confused all the time. And then I put it- That makes sense. Yeah, because I took it out on all my friends because I expected them to do things for me, like be there for me and comfort me. But then I don't, like I, I unfairly expected that of them. And then when I don't receive it, I act out. So that's when like my friend group like decided to literally like kick me out of their group. Um, Looking back, I was really annoying. I wasn't easy to be around with, but also, well, I was going to say, children please don't do this but no children are listening to this but that was like a really (laughs) bad way to deal with me the whole intervention and the legit cutting me out it was so jarring and so traumatic that the whole experience made me realize okay I gotta be really careful with what I say because I really don't want to repeat of that so that's when I started people pleasing or at least when I, I start holding back stuff even now a part of me is still really scared of annoying people in fear of them deciding to leave me Clara, that was deep. <laughs> that was a full-on analysis. It's so scary. Yeah, but yeah. Now, I guess now we know, well, you know where it stems from. Like that that extra fear of like being annoying or being mean. I mean, I'm good with them now. It's like, it's so, it's so long ago. It's so distant that like I, I would talk to them and it, it's like, it's fine. We don't really talk about it. It's just, it's in the past. We were children. So it doesn't really, I don't take it personally, yeah. but it still happened and it still left a mark on me. Like it really changed me as a person and how I interact socially. Going back to the source of your people pleasing, I can say the same for me. It's also during my teenage years. Um, for me, it comes from, so <laughs> like I, like in my teenage years, I experienced bullying and bullying is essentially a part of social rejection, right? I think that that social rejection or disapproval or denying bit is became quite ingrained must be unconsciously because I I don't think like I can't really trace my people pleasing tendency from other occasion or event because of that you know because of like oh I was socially rejected at one point or like you know uh, being denied or being, you know how girls bully? Yeah. Everyone is so stupid in a teenager. We're good now because this happened like very far, very, very in the distant past, right? But, you know, it did live, it it left a mark. And I think my people pleasing tendency stems from that of like, that, that fear of being rejected. Oh my God. Oh my God. Yeah, especially in high school, any sort of thing you do that's considered weird or different it sticks with you so any like one mistake it it carries with you you know because everyone makes such a big deal about you being different then then it's like oh my god come to think of it high school is quite an awful (laughs) okay middle school for me middle school for me high school was okay because we were so busy I didn't think anyone cared but it's also you know it's middle school was when where everyone went stupid and did things that they regret even like I have things that I question like oh why did I do that but yeah middle school was such a shit show yeah yeah (laughs) god I like I I think it was so bad that I blocked out most of it because I'm I still occasionally talk with people that I uh, go to high school with and they would be like, oh, remember this, this, this? And I'm like, no, I legit, like, I don't have any memory of this. And yeah, I think I think the moment I graduated from high school, it, my mind did a mental block. It was like, all right, that part of your life <laughs> is over. Goodbye. But like, when did you stop? Or maybe, maybe, you know, we don't completely stop entirely from being like people pleasing, but 
we realize that it's not the best practice. <laughs> That's why we're talking about this today, right? No, I still, I, I still do it, just not to, um, just not as badly, or as like not to the extent where I do it at the expense of my own happiness. Now I do it more as an attempt to be considerate to people. Like I am extra thoughtful about what I how the, the things I say might be perceived wrongly, but I still say it. It's just a matter of like rewording stuff on my end. But I think it's gotten better for me because I have better self-esteem. Because before it was, I was more people pleaser because I don't think I matter as much as other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and mm-hmm. I need the, the constant approval and affirmation from them. And I, I felt like I could only get it if I make them happy first or at least not make them upset. I really... <laughs> That's the thing about self-esteem. Mm-hmm. You need external approval. And yes, I think sometimes the- I... Go on. No, I was just going to say, uh, for the longest time, I thought their approval and validation could only come from me constantly putting them first or doing things to help them or changing the way I am so that it's more easy for them. And also like not voicing my opinions and what I want, what I want to do because I'm scared of confrontations because back to the initial trauma i i always i thought that confrontation would lead to them leaving me yeah that's that's like i think some part of me must have the reason why i'm afraid with like confrontation or being assertive or saying something that doesn't go that goes against with um the the group is because of the fear that they would leave me right or they would dislike me and i don't like being disliked <laughs> but i think yeah, you're right. Over time, I have better self-esteem. And like, I think have, having a better self-esteem translates as being okay with people not liking you, you know? It's a combination of things. Like, I guess now I, I learned, you know, I unlearned the whole, like, everyone has to like you and learn that it's okay. That's not even, po- it's not possible that everyone in this world would like you. The most important thing is just, where was I going with this? Be authentic. Mm. That, that's what I learned. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm starting to learn that uh, to have like a stronger sense of self where it's like, if someone doesn't like me, then it doesn't mean that I'm a bad person or it doesn't yeah, mean that, learning. yeah, yeah, yeah or it doesn't mean that I'm not worthy. doesn't mean that we're less. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. yeah. Okay. <laughs> it just so happens like yeah. not everyone can like everyone. It's, it's, I mean, it's a little still hurt when some when I realize someone doesn't like me or find me annoying. <laughs> rejection never does not hurt. It always hurt. Yeah. Any any rejection, any small mm. ones, it still leaves like ouch. Yeah. But I think like I've learned to be more secure with myself where it's like, okay, it hurts, but it just means that they're not right for me, or at least oh, like, yeah, yeah. Eh, you no, know, we're not meant to be friends. Yeah, yeah. And like I think sometimes, I think when you develop a strong sense of self, well, what am I using this like? When you develop a strong sense of self and then you have a stronger opinions, you have stronger ideas, there is bound to be disagreement or friction, right? Mm-hmm. But then like I, what I've come to learn is I've become more okay with this disagreement and frictions. Back then I would be like, it's a fight. This is the end of it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like it's a disagreement. Oh my God, this is yes. the end of it. Oh, I'm so uncomfortable with it. But now, but now, thanks to my slightly more aggressive friends, and I do have some friends who are like that, <laughs> more direct and more aggressive, like, oh, our relationship is still good. Like they don't leave, they don't reject me because I disagree <laughs> with them. So it's, it's really a process. Yeah. Yeah. And again, like disagreements happen all the time. It doesn't mean that, like, oh, okay, friendship over. <laughs> oh, I was so scared of it. Me too. <laughs> Is this why we're friends? Mm. Okay, we so well. That's what I fear too. Like, like it's like, oh, if they're like mad, then they probably won't like me. And if they don't like me, I don't like that feeling. So, 
I'm not gonna yeah. go there. Oh my god, yes. Because now I think about it, like my closest friends, like I would have disagreements with them. Uh, but then it's it's easy to get over because I think we're now we're at a point where we're adult enough to admit our mistakes or to be open to talk talk about it and be like oh I didn't mean it when I said that I think I said that because I was feeling like this etc etc whereas you know in middle school and high school it's it's so much more brutal I guess where it's like you have a fight and it's like goodbye bitch yeah everything is everything is exaggerated in sometimes not in the positive way in middle school teenagers are dumb I'm sorry. And we have no teenager there, but, but we are though. I, I was dumb as a teenager. There's another thing that I also realized. I think, no, uh, the, maybe this is not really people pleasing, but you know, the whole fear of abandonment, I think is also why I am so bad at feeling or showing what I'm feeling, expressing my emotions, because I'm scared that it'll scare them off. Or at least yeah, oh. it, it goes into the category of pleasing them because I know, uh, like, I'm scared of upsetting them with my emotions. That's why I don't, I don't, I hold things back. I bottle it up. I repress it. I mean, it's it's part of the people pleasing universe. My goodness. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know about you, but I have the tendency of when I'm getting too emotional, like I can't hold it back, and then I start crying, or at least I express like my raw emotions I always end up apologizing I'm like oh, I'm sorry I'm sorry but I'm, I know I have nothing to apologize for but I keep apologizing I apologize a lot too mm. oh my goodness <laughs> this is growing up in Indonesian Javanese you you just you just feel very uncomfortable mm-hmm. it's like you're doing something wrong yeah it's like, it's like you apologize for inconveniencing other people yes. yeah it's as if you're doing but I've gotten called out before like by my coworker. Well, he she's from Europe, so doesn't grew up in an Asian culture. But she mm-hmm. called, she said like, oh, you don't need to apologize. It's not your fault. But I apologize because I think one of the person that we're supposed to meet with was late. So I'm like, I'm so sorry for the inconvenience. And then she pointed me out. And then that's I think apologizing for communicating our need or being assertive is part of, you know, being a pe- a people pleasing behavior. And I I try not to do that, but sometimes you know I just do it out of just naturally yeah, I, th- I think it's just like really ingrained in us to constantly be aware that we might be inconveniencing other people because I'm always scared that like I always feel the need to apologize even though like I know I shouldn't be apologizing but because I don't want to risk being an inconvenience yeah but you know we've we've improved well we've become a less of a people pleaser over time right let's 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 segue into a more uplifting and positive conversation about how like what were some of the things that we thought of that actually helped with this people pleasing like I talked about that it's okay not being liked it also goes hand in hand with like improved self-esteem and improved self-esteem comes from growing up really and knowing yourself and I think building our skills in general because you know when you're good at something you feel good about yourself I think for me what really helps is starting to like myself I think that's the key like for me, like, I don't know how you go about liking yourself. It just like suddenly happened for me. I guess I was in a safe environment where I don't feel stifled. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> um, or that is, that is definition, right? Like having a good self-esteem or confidence means liking yourself despite mm-hmm. your thoughts. Yeah. Or at least accepting that I should do things for me. Cause I, I think um, my, uh, my mom would say this a lot that I'm constantly stressing about doing things for other people, but I'm not really thinking about myself. So. I had to unlearn that and 
I guess, acknowledge my own needs and put it first and try not to feel bad about it. So it goes against like my instincts of always putting others first. So it's it's when I started putting me first, that's when it helped. Because then I realized that I also matter. Okay, so it's is that that shift or his journey from perceiving yourself as not mattering to perceiving yourself that oh you also you equally matter. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, so it's like the perception of self, our perception of self, right? Yeah, but it's like it's good to think about others, but also think about yourself, or like know when to stop trying for someone who's not willing to do the same for you. Like knowing to cut out the toxic people that you're constantly pleasing to try to gain their approval and knowing that it's not a healthy relationship and just like, you know, stop putting your effort in that. Because before I didn't have a filter of who I should please or who oh. I should think about. I just... Because you think you deserve a toxic or not deserve, but you're when you receive a toxic action from other people, you think that's okay? Like you didn't... Yeah, I didn't really think of it as toxic. I just think, okay, I just can't have people not liking me regardless of how badly they treat me. I, I see, I see, I see. Yeah, but now I'm at a place where I can notice where, okay, I'm being treated badly and I deserve more. So bye. That's, that, that's a really great thing, I think. It's like, I'm still constantly learning about how to do this too, right? Like drawing boundaries or not being treated badly, basically. <laughs> You know, if someone treats you with disrespect, like I think in the past, I think there was a time where I let I let myself be treated disrespectfully by other people mm-hmm. because you know, I don't know how to confront it or like I'm not sure what to do with the situation and it'll involve confrontation and being direct. But, you know, I let it anyway because I wasn't com- comfortable with that. Oh, my, oh my God. I'm like uh, now I'm like looking back at all those moments where I'm constantly trying to please like someone who's just really bad for me and I'm like I'm looking back and it's like oh it's so embarrassing why didn't I just leave it's okay but I think what helped you know what helped be more okay with that is realizing I think I have people around me who likes me like just my friends my good friends right mm-hmm. they like me they're around me and they're like we have strong bonds I guess and that helps because it means like oh if someone else doesn't like me I'm not alone mm-hmm. like yeah actually developing strong bonds with your friends and then having a relationship or relationships because friends that is sustained I think it, that helps with myself as well. it's just yeah. oh because you have you have people who appreciate you for who you are like you know you don't have to try to I don't know to say things that you don't mean or to uh, temper your energy <laughs> yeah like have something to fall back on like a social circle that already like has accepted you that's a nice yeah. comforting thought. Hey, being accepted is great. <laughs> I mean, I mean, what are we're social humans? Of course, we love being accepted. Um, like what you said just now, but having like a social circle to fall back on. Maybe think about the fact that right now my social circle is dispersed around the world. I don't have my really close friends physically with me, so I'm in the process of like trying to make new friends or like at least establish a new social circle here and I'm just thinking okay I need to constantly keep in mind that I can't go back to my people pleasing way just to gain more friends I had a call with my dad the other day that made me suddenly self-conscious about the fact that I don't really have that many close friends right now here in New York so he was just like you know parents they constantly compare you with the other siblings and he's like oh your sister like she's so busy with her friends what about you where are your friends like like the way he phrased things I was like just constantly asking me like do you just stay at home do you hang out with people I was just like questioning your actions yeah yeah so he he always makes me feel like he thinks that I'm a lonely ass sad person (laughs) generally it's good practice not to question not to make your child feel inadequate or compare them like I mean I know 
my parents in the previous generation probably do does this innocently, but I don't want to do this with my kids. It's yeah. very, it's so unhealthy for the kids' self-esteem. Just like questioning, mm-hmm. <laughs> disapprove. It's it's disapproval. It's disapproval essentially that makes you feel not accepted. Yeah, and it's like it's a good thing. Like in my self-esteem is okay enough that I realize that he's just projecting his own insecurities onto me. Um, so it doesn't really make me as insecure as it would normally because he used to do this when I was growing up to making me feel self-conscious about the fact that I don't have as many friends. He even mentioned like, oh, should I buy you a book on how to make friends? Oh like, no. Um, I forgot my train of thought. But anyway, I realized that I do want to make more friends, mm. but I'm not going to do it just for the sake of having people around me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I see. You don't want to fall back into the people-pleasing pattern or even when you're in a situation where you're trying to make more friends, right? Yeah. Gosh, like I, for me, the people-pleasing comes in like waves now. Like it's not constant, but I think when I'm in a state of not confident, like you know, in a new situation, exposed with new people who's like much more competent than me, I think that's when the people-pleasing heighten. But you know, at this point, I have good enough self-esteem to buffer, to, to kind of like stick to my point or my opinions or like, you know what I think. But you know, it's still, it's it's it's, all, it's like a battle. Like, oh, you're people-pleasing, but you know, you shouldn't do it. But also like, it's in your head. <laughs> so that's how it manifests today. You know, it's like, oh gosh, I feel so insecure. But then like, I know I shouldn't feel, I should see it in a positive light, like see this as a challenge, but I'm still so worried, you know? It's a constant battle. Yeah. Maybe people-pleasing isn't a good word for it because it has such negative connotation to it where it's like, oh, you're such a suck-up. There's merit to being suck-up, by the way, you guys. If you're is, yeah. <laughs> you're trying to get a job. Who? Yeah, go for it. But in terms of lasting connections, like that's not sustainable. But I think maybe it's not people-pleasing, but just being extra thoughtful about people yeah. and what they want. See, that's, that's the thing, right? Like I think not having people-pleasing on good confidence doesn't mean you're inconsiderate. That's also the balance that I'm trying to strike. Like you can be considerate, but also communicate your boundaries and be assertive. That's ideally where I'm trying to get. Right. Yes. So you know, you don't you don't like you don't feel too bad about being assertive, but you're also not making you're not infringing on someone's right. You know, you're not belittling them. You're not condescending them. I think it's being respectful, assertive, and considerate. Like you can be all those without the people pleasing or the fear of rejection and feeling about not being left. That's what I'm trying to abandon. Uh Like trying to find a healthy level of everything. Because also on the other end of the spectrum, if you really don't give a shit about other people, then it's really hard for people to maintain a connection with you because, you know, you're bordering on selfish or like you you Mm. might be perceived as selfish if you really don't care about what people want i mean that is selfish (laughs) not perceived like when you don't take into account how other people think at all Mm -hmm. that is that is i think that can be considered selfish. yeah like because i think some of these people are like oh it's not my responsibility if they if they want something they should just tell me instead of me having to do the extra thing to think think about it's so complicated I mean, it's a guy. I like, I like learning to be human, but it's like so complicated. It's like, you know, you're worried. Like, am I being considerate enough? But then if I'm being too considerate, I'll be people-pleasing. And mm-hmm. then if I'm people-pleasing, I'm not respecting my own need, you know? Yeah, I think that's the key, though. Like, it's just being considerate when you're also thinking about your needs. Like, if, you're, uh... if your act of trying to please someone is infringing on your own wants and needs, and that's when it becomes a problem, you know? But when you're just like doing something nice for someone yeah do it it's good like 
you're pleasing someone for just for being nice and like do it say you're dating someone this is all very hypothetical but say you're dating someone and then a special day is coming up or maybe it's like valentine's day maybe i'm not outwardly saying that i want something but you know it'll be nice if you're thoughtful enough to do something you know <laughs> just just things like that like i know like you're not obligated to do anything for me and i didn't say anything that i want but also it's nice to have someone that's extra thoughtful and who would think ahead <laughs> oh my god oh my god i just thought of a new topic reading someone's mind and pleasing them okay empathy mm. empathy okay but anywho no 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 you know, you don't you love it when someone is could anticipate your needs without you telling them yeah. do you just love it like when you when someone is observant enough and then they would meet what you want like i i wish More guys can be like that, you know. <laughs> More guys. Mm-hmm. I wish my needs can be met without me actually declaring it. Because you know that that I think that's a skill in observing and observation. And I think I shouldn't mm-hmm. always have to communicate. Like I shouldn't. I shouldn't always have to communicate. It's like some people are more observant and thoughtful than the other. And sometimes you know, mm-hmm. with someone that you date, you want them to be extra thoughtful to you because they matter. I mean. You know, you like yeah. them. Like, take initiative. God, like, I know it's not my, like, I know you're you're not obligated to do no. anything and I should be <laughs> able to voice my thoughts, but be, take <laughs> initiative and think ahead. Yeah. <laughs> if, you, if you keep on telling what you want, what you need all the time, there's no romance in that. It's not romantic at all. It's just yeah. like, <laughs> yeah, if I have to ask for it, I don't want it anymore. Yeah, it's like the, the, the asking for it bit makes uh-huh. it lose the apa ya, specialness. Mm-hmm. Because the fact that they figure out without you communicating, vocalizing, without you telling them is, is... Mm-hmm. this goes for friendships too. You know where it's like they do something nice for you without you asking for it, and yeah. they put in a little extra effort to make your life easier, like stuff like that. Yeah, it could be it could be a, a problem too when we expect the other person to read our minds all the time. Mm-hmm. That's not what we're advocating here, but we're advocating for. Nice gesture, be more observant or initiate nice gesture. You know, everyone loves that. <laughs> yeah, like once in a while, put in a little bit of effort for someone you care about. At the end, we we're just complaining about how people are not how people are not pleasing us. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, we always have to please. Yeah, we're the people pleasers, but we want also want to be pleased. Yeah, because I do that. You know, like as a people pleaser, I do think about how to make other people happy, mm-hmm. and sometimes successfully. So you know. <laughs> I think we hold them to our standard. I think that's why we're always so disappointed. So? Yeah, we, yeah, because I'm disappointed. I've only been not disappointed. Yeah, I mean, I feel like usually I'm the one who just because I'm always doing these nice things for people, or at least I think I'm doing nice things for people, and I'm being very thoughtful, and I and being really considerate and putting effort into doing things for them. But then they don't do the same for me, and I take it personally sometimes <laughs> but then I always have to remind myself that I I can't hold them to my standard because they see things differently so it's like I need to constantly like switch <laughs> perspective okay. we can complain we could complain about what we truly feel but yeah in conclusion um do we have a conclusion I think okay I think in conclusion be be thoughtful and considerate okay, that's what we expect from other people but what about the whole overcoming people but also for us like for us it's like it's good to be thoughtful and considerate but not at the expense of your own well-being yeah see that is people pleasing like i think when when you do something at the expense of your well-being and out of Mm -hmm. the fear of not being liked yeah be more secure in the fact that you know you're 
you're a great person and like confronting them about this one thing isn't going to make them hate you. Yeah. And, and if, if someone would have told me, like, I think, you know, in high school, it's so difficult to find someone. This pool is just so small that people aren't that diverse. And I feel like I'm much more accepted when I'm in college just because like, oh, I meet like a variety of people. And then they just, mm-hmm. and that, that really, that gives a really good boost in self-esteem. Because, you know, you're just being yourself and people accept you. So have faith <laughs> that one day people, you'll find a group of people that will like accept you mm-hmm. as you are. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, be mindful of what you do that might upset people. But also if everything you do is considered annoying to someone, then maybe you shouldn't hang out with them. <laughs> no, I agree. Like, you know, you want to be with people it just makes you happy and they're also happy hanging out with you, right? Yeah, deal with your abandonment issues. You <laughs> Are you talking? <laughs> I'm talking to myself. Here. <laughs> if they leave, they leave. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. All of us have people in the world that loves us. That's just mm-hmm. yes, yes. But yeah, that's it, guys. We say goodbye. <laughs> like I don't know how to relate. To, um, uh, come join us in our online cheer hat session, you guys. Actually, I would love it if like we have a third person who just start talking about topics that's like outside of our experience. You know? Yeah, because we have limited perspective here. Because sometimes a lot of the topics we talk about is like oh same, but then like we talk about the fact that other people don't feel the same way. Yeah, what about people who are aggressive? Right, there are people who are aggressive who are more direct, or people who uh, have or like. Very confident. We're always on the lookout for more guests. So hit us up if we you want to make friends. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah, go follow our Instagram. It's at when we hat and go DM us with stuff. So we feel like we have more friends than we actually do. <laughs> Just, I do. But yeah, that's it. <laughs> Bye. Bye, you guys.